Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Uh, all right, team. We here at Apple are attempting a console. Now, I know this is a market that we have not yet conquered, but I think we can do it. And the way we're going to do it is we're going to have the best game controller on the market. So I want everyone's ideas. How can we innovate in this space? How can we come up with a game input method that's even better than everything else out there? Well, Tim Apple, uh-huh. my... my uh, Not my name, but please continue. I just want to say mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of you and your company. Uh, I think, you know, it's it's terrible what happened to Steve Jobs, but I'm also happy that you did it to him. Uh, I want to I want to talk Jesus to you about Christ. some of my controller ideas. Uh-huh. My name is Dougette, and uh, the first pitch I have is that there's not a lot of tactile feedback in controllers. Okay, you know you got that force feedback, but you don't got tactile feedback. So what I would suggest is, and I've got a demo here. I've put two wires in the bottom of a can of applesauce, and I think that you should be able to like. So you know, like in a game, we're like trying to find something in the ground or in a treasure chest or whatever. Ah, uh, kind of. Yeah. yeah. So you're like, oh, where is it? So you scoop into the applesauce and you swoosh around in there, and you can clear off the screen that you're looking at, and you and it's a tactile experience. So we're shipping a jar of applesauce with our console? Uh, no, I don't think it should be applesauce. I think it should be whatever. I, well, I mean, it does tie in thematically. So maybe yeah, applesauce. Yeah, if it's apple, if it's apple, it should be applesauce. Applesauce. Uh, I mean, look, we're just pitching ideas here. So we'll, I'll put this one on the whiteboard. But really I, I don't know if this is the direction. Idea. Yeah, that's uh, uh, go there, go with. Hello, my friend. Hello. Uh, I got a couple ideas for you if you, if you want to. Uh-huh. What I Thank say. you. Thanks to both of you for showing up too for, no for this meeting. Yeah, no, no problem. I'm happy to be here. I don't technically here. work here, so this is an opportunity. No, yeah. I'm just trying to get my ideas out there. Um, I think it should be shaped like a gun. For playing first-person shooter games? No. It- for any kind of game. Any game. You should be able to play. You should be able to point a gun at your TV and play any kind of game you want. Okay, so we're thinking some sort of form factor where we have a no, yeah, it looks like it looks input. like this. It looks like this. Okay, please put that away. That's it should look exactly that's like inappropriate. This. Uh, okay, these are both. I'll put this on the whiteboard. Thank gun you. controller, but I, again, I I think let's start in a more conventional place. Let's okay. think of something okay, that you're okay. holding with both hands. Yeah. It has buttons. Yeah. It has tactility. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so, no like, tactility. That's why I brought up with applesauce. But I guess you're just gonna bypass it. Well, no, uh, I brought the applesauce uh, idea down. All right. You know, so like, how about this? Uh-huh. How about this? You 
you got two hands, but you also got a mouth. So what if there is you holding a controller, you got two hands, but it's like, uh oh, my my character is tied to a chair. How do I get out? This is a a a, a, a nub, like a big rubber nub on the top of the controller. Here I'll demonstrate. So I brought in a, a Nintendo that I've just taped like a pickle to. And I okay. Please do not demonstrate. I don't want. No one wants to see this demonstration. I'll show you. All. <laughs> no, don't. Please. So, so as he's showing us, like it's like, uh oh, my hands are tied. I can't get out. I had a similar idea for the gun one. <laughs> uh, I don't think we should be encouraging people to put a gun-like object in their mouth. And I also don't pickle. think there's. I also don't think that they're. But it would be rubber, and wet. Again, I this, this all sounds really unappealing. All controllers since the games. dawn of time have been dry. And we're not there's a whole space where we could be thinking about what's what's new and what's interesting and I think I think that's wet. Yeah, wet controller. Um I'm we're just only write, at idea 3 here, so don't sound too tired. Yeah, no, I'm I'm just going to write wet on the whiteboard and then I'm just going to press uh send on this email submitting my resignation uh cuz this is obviously a completely dysfunctional workplace. Have you heard of teledildonics? Okay. All right, I'm leaving. I'm going to push you aside. I'll grab your gun if needed. I just I'm leaving I, this office. I have some literature for you yeah. if you would just take a no, peruse I'm, this. I've gone. I've left the office. Bye. We wiggle our C-sticks and charge our VMUs as we make our video game controller tier list this week on Get Played. Hello. Out there? Welcome to Get Played, your one-stop show for good games, bad games, and every game in between. It's time to Get Played! I'm your host, Heather Ann Campbell, along with my fellow host, Nick Weiger. That's me, Nick Weiger, and I'm here with our third host, Matt Abadaka. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome back, Bucket, wow. to the Premier Gaming Podcast. Uh, should we call, start calling this a AAA gaming podcast? Oh, I love it. Or oh. AAA. The triple A, a triple A gaming podcast. That's S, right. We're an S tier triple S-tier, A. Fitting for today's theme that we're an S tier uh, podcast. But we cannot help you with roadside assistance, so stop asking. Matt, not that kind of triple A. Y'all got that? Y'all got triple A? I, what do you got? I do. I do, yeah. With I my, love it. With my nightmare car, I do. <laughs> I love it. Which, by the way, uh, this morning I, I, I tried to start my car for the first time in three months. Battery's dead. Oh, yeah. And then uh, I, I was like, well, I'll close the garage door. Garage door broke. Oh, boy. Then I was like, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> every, like so much, so there was like a cascade yeah. of failure. So then I went to pull the garage door closed and the handle on the garage door snapped off and a bunch of red dust came out of it. Yeah. And I was like, red? Red, red dust. dust. Red dust. Do you think it's the salt from that planet from The Last Jedi? Great question, Matt. That is not a great... 
Do you think it was yes or no? I don't. She's sweating. Why? She has no idea. I'm not sweating. I'm uh, not sweating. Um, so it sounds like Heather's having a case of the Mondays. <laughs> um, and but because right before this, right before we recorded, Heather got herself lunch. That's true. And you know what? She got the wrong. They gave her the wrong thing, and Classic she said, wrong lunch "Oh, situation. this has all been the same day." Yeah, Heather said that that was like the last straw. I was like, it seems like kind of like a crazy thing for it to be the last thing. I but ordered, you've had a day. I, I, I ordered a ham sandwich, opened the bag later, and had a hand pie. Yeah, a, a peach hand pie. You said ham sandwich. They heard hand sandwich, and they mistook sandwich for pie. Thank you for listening to the <laughs> premier AAA video game podcast, where we spend the first couple of minutes of the show complaining about mundane problems. I can keep going off. I mean, what it, would we be gamers if we weren't complaining about mundane problems that don't really affect us? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad that we don't complain about the things that normal gamers complain about. Oh, I got some of those things. <laughs> oh, We're okay, get to okay. Them. Interesting. Okay. Uh, cool. That's cool. That's cool and good. Uh, you know what? This month's We Play, You Play. You know, that's a format where we talk about one game at length, and it's always the final episode of each month if you're new to the podcast. Uh, well, this month we're talking about Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty, the DLC that just came out. We're going to release that episode on Monday, October 30th. So look forward to that and play along if you like. How far into... So I'm restarting. Yes. How far into the game is Phantom Liberty? It's a new area. So I don't know if there's another, like, if there's a set number of hours in which it's, like, unlocked, but I think you have to get through the extended prologue. You know, the prologue is pretty lengthy in order to have access to that game area, but there's, like, a new part of the map that's basically the designated uh, Phantom Liberty Zone. I saw on X that that there's, like, a phone call you get from a new NPC that, like, starts these Phantom Liberty quests. Do you have any idea when that is? No, I mean this is the thing. Like I, I, I'm not in the Phantom Liberty stuff yet. I'm like I'm, I'm actively, I was actively avoiding it for this episode because I was. I oh, okay. We talk about uh, the non Phantom Liberty aspects of it. All but, right. Yeah. My understanding is that it's like there's an area of the map called either Dogville or Dogtown or something, and that's where all this transpires. I, I don't think we should talk about Cyberpunk 2077 at all until the episode. Well, that's all I have to talk about today. Well, that's on you. No, we're going to talk. No, I thought we were going to talk about 2.0 today. I thought we were going to talk about 2.0. Wait, I thought we were talking about We had a topic. I think we have a topic, but that's part of what we're going to talk about. When we talk about what we're playing, that's what I was going to be playing. I think we'll be checking in on Cyberpunk a little bit all month. Yeah, but Phantom Liberty, we'll have a designated Phantom Liberty zone. That'll be like, we'll talk about the DLC and. Sure, that'll some of that will bleed into 2.0, but I think because we talked about this, we talked about this game before. Yeah, we talked about this before. Yeah. I just don't know. Are we? Are, I'm concerned about the amount of content we will have for our Phantom Liberty episode. Oh, well, did you hear how much we just did on about. fucking sandwiches? We're we fine. <laughs> yeah, you let me cook. I'll I'll be talking all goddamn day. I wish you'd cooked me lunch. I would have made you a freaking hand pie. Is what I would have made you. <laughs> Heather brought up the um, the new commercial for. Um, the Phantom Liberty uh, in, oh, in yeah. our group chat. And I don't know if you've seen it. It's really funny. It's fucking watch great. It. We should watch it together right now. Throw it on. I'll, throw, I'll toss it on. What a great idea. It's the new commercial starring Idris Elba, who I believe is also in Phantom Liberty. Mm. Yes. As an, as an actor. Uh, and uh, it has the funniest, like the end slogan for the, uh, for the commercial is, like 
it's it's fantastic. It is a self-acknowledgement of cyberpunk's problematic past and a guiding light, a north star for its positive future. They're like, how do we how do we how do we solve this? Let's get the most handsome man alive to say stuff about it. Here we here we go. Here's Idris Elba and the commercial for cyberpunk. Shots fired at John Am. Oh Let's shit. Watch this. In 2077, how do you win when a deck is stacked against you? You go all in. In Night City, the rules are different. The stakes are higher. One wrong move is all it takes to get burned. If you want to hold the winning hand, you need to become stronger, faster, better. So who you know who you can trust. That's the ace up your sleeve. The more you have, the more you stand to lose. So go ahead and play. Just don't forget, the game is fixed. The game is fixed. Is fixed. Very clever. So funny. Yeah. Like that's the fact that that's even allowed. I, I love the idea that some copywriter got like this assignment and was like, so I have to convey that the game is fixed. And they're like, yeah, we want to make sure that the, that the, because there's this like idea that cyberpunk is not <laughs> it's like a busted game yes. where cars fall out of the sky. It certainly was at launch. Yeah. And I hope that that copywriter was like, oh, the game is fixed means more than one thing. Yeah. Wrote it and did like four shots of whiskey and fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Uh, all right. Well, we're going to be talking about Phantom Liberty specifically later this month. But right now, we're going to be talking about some other games that we're playing. Maybe that includes Cyberpunk uh, in its uh, more vanilla state. Uh, the question I have to ask everyone is, what are you playing? What are you playing? Hey, Nick, why don't you go first? Why don't we start with a Cyberpunk 2077 2.0 update discussion? Because that came out last week uh, yes. after we recorded our most recent episode. And again, we're not going to talk about the DLC, but we'll just talk about the update, which is substantial. And I would say very fun. I mean, like I'm having a blast going through it. I think the thing that, you know, I was impressed by is that I feel like in the, the, the launch version of the game, which we all played during the launch window and was updated some during that stretch. And, uh, I, you know, I finished that game. We all finished that game. Yeah. Uh, but this is like a much more, uh, complete version that also the big, a big issue with, I feel like playing, uh, the OG cyberpunk is that, 
walking around the open world, it kind of felt a little bit desolate and barren and and depopulated and like nothing was really happening. Like it didn't really feel like a real environment. And I feel like they've done a lot to correct that in terms of just having more NPC behaviors and animations. Um, so that is great, but I will also say, and I think a big part of this is just the, the in-house red engine they built, uh, that they are abandoning on future projects. Uh, I think it's, it's, it's still a little bit more glitchy and less polished than I expected for like a big, like, like this is the 2.0 update and our marketing is saying the, the game is fixed. You know, I'm still encountering like, you know, a floating NPC here yeah. and there. And it's just like, uh, like, uh, you know, I, I, uh, but I do admire all of the additional uh, stuff they've thrown into it. Having been away from cyberpunk for a year or two, when, what, however long it is, one year? Has it only been one year? It's been three. I think this game came out in 2019. Yeah. Isn't that wild? What? Am no. I wrong about that? No, no, no. It came out post-pandemic. It came out in 2020. 2020, okay. Yeah. Jesus. So it's been three years since yeah. I've been to Night City. And I'm I, my first impression, because it's also the first time I played the PS5 version. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm playing on PC, by the way. And, and I is, think I'm playing on the same video card as I did when it released, but it looks a lot better. Sorry, it keep is going. beautiful. It's gorgeous. They've done a lot with the lighting in particular, uh, but they've also, you know, reworked. It feels like they've reworked some of the character models. Like Judy in particular, who's one of the romanceable NPCs, like and and I've seen some side by side videos of these effects, but like like look at her uh, model in this new version and the way she's lit. It's just like it's such a, a, a stark improvement. Yeah, uh, I did. Yeah, I, I did catch a T pose from uh, from a character. Uh, in the game still, but I'm I'm having a blast with it. Yeah, that's that's the thing that I'm just still and I, I'm you know I, I I got a 3070, I got a decent video card, but I'm still like getting like just weird things like when I go into the map screen, I go full screen in the map screen, and I'm scrolling it, I get like ma- like huge frame drops. Yeah, which I'm just like it's it's just I, again it's just a little bit. I was expecting like this is gonna be, this game is gonna feel relatively glitch free, but I'm I feel like I'm encountering that pretty regularly. And also just speaking of the NPC uh, civilians, I'm routinely encountering just like the same character models, even like standing side by side. And it, you know, again, it's it's all fun. I'm 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 feeling very positive about the game. I'm having a blast with it, but you still just are noticing those things, especially with the game coming in its uh, having its 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 previous yeah. state. I, I'm I'm stoked that. Uh, Driving feels better. Driving does feel better. Yeah, it feels a little more how I'd like it to, closer to like the like GTA Five driving. I think is maybe the gold standard in a game like that. Uh, but I I had started a new save earlier this year, and I I didn't get very far. And I um now with the two point patch, I just started completely new because that's what they were recommending. Me too. And I like caught up to where I was in my previous new save and even in, in the little bit that I did I, encounters have been similar but there have been other things I've been able to do now that were just like completely new to me that I was just so sh- like I couldn't believe I, I, I'm, I'm so excited about what kind of build are you playing I, I well I started as a corpo and I want to try hacking I didn't really do hacking there's a lot of stuff that I didn't do uh, in the first time that I played I just didn't prioritize the hacking skill at all mm-hmm I was more of like a, uh, I was a bit of a cyber psycho almost. I mm. would just go in and start guns blazing, start chopping people up with swords. I had a, yeah, it was like a gun and katana build is what I was mostly doing. Okay, okay. But uh, I wanted, I want to do hacking this time because it seems like it would be pretty, pretty fun uh, for me to do. And um, 
but I do have a katana. And like the thing is, once you get a katana, it's kind of the only thing you want to do. It's so fun. Yeah. So I I did a guns blazing build last time, yeah. and I also did a. Uh, I also played a male V. So I was like, Mm. I'm going to do something different. Um, And I went with a female V. And then I'm also uh, building my character around the katana. Uh, And... The you know like 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 there's it feels like there's a lot of new stuff in terms of mobility. Maybe some of this was in mm-hmm. there and I just didn't explore it. But because the skill tree is completely different, there's a whole thing now with like how dashing. I, I, I got the upgrade that you know makes it so that my dash is replaced, or maybe the thing is replaced with is called the dash. But mm-hmm. it's replaced with something where I, I have like a you know. A, 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 just a super fast zoom towards something and it can zoom forward and it can zoom forward towards enemies specifically and you can combo that with a, a katana slash so it feels like I'm kind of like this dude fucking zooming around just slicing people up and it is a very fun way to play and I'll also say that you know I played mouse and keyboard my first go around but I'm playing with a controller this time on PC and it does feel a little bit better you know yeah. so uh, yeah I, I, I think they've definitely done a lot of gameplay tweaks just to make that all a little bit more engaging all, all my playthrough the first time was Netrunner, mm-hmm. and I was a street kid Netrunner, and famously f- for the podcast, famously, yeah, uh, was jumping into an area and spreading the suicide virus <laughs> to everybody, and just watching like an entire group of people kill themselves. Yeah, this time, and I and I was so heavy on Netrunner that. I almost didn't shoot anybody. Wow. First round. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, it, this, I want to be effectively a psychic. And this time I'm going full blunt melee. Uh, and immediately, and the first thing I uh, unlocked was the sledgehammer perk. Oh, yes. Where you yeah. run at somebody and they explode. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's great. Yeah. That's really that's good. A, that's a totally different experience of the game for me. Uh, last time I was Street Kid, this time I'm Corpo. It's funny to think of a Corpo with a sledgehammer. Yeah. I went from I was Corpo and now I'm Street Kid. So that's the playthrough I'm doing. And I'm also playing, like, I'm just picking all of, like, the aggressive dialogue options, which I normally don't do in a game, which is fun because, like, it's just, just a nice to say someone like, the fuck you looking at? You know, like, something <laughs> I would never say. Um, you should give it a try. <laughs> it's kind of funny for you. Next time you're at Sprouts person making your sandwich what the fuck you looking at i get sledgehammered <laughs> uh but okay but so all that is great and i think that the i like great walking around great uh, the driving around is much improved i still don't feel like it feels great but it feels a lot better the combat is is really fun the skill tree is is completely overhauled the ui looks a lot better and also just like the way they have changed clothing to be purely aesthetic uh, I really appreciate that you don't have like an armor rating in your booty shorts, but it's it's yeah. all just like whatever you want to wear, and then and all the armor value comes from your cyberware. I'm like, conf- I'm conf- oh sorry, go yeah. ahead, go ahead. No, I'm just I I like that all that's in there. What were yeah, you saying? I, I I love those changes. Uh, I haven't gotten anywhere where like is there at all an armor class or is it all just it's inside it's in cyberware yeah you can, oh, so you can get like a, you can get like a carapace or something oh. or you can get like just whatever implant you get may have a little bit of an armor no, rating. i haven't done that and there... my understanding is there are certain items of clothing like boots and vests that you can get that may have some like small gain small boost to your uh, yeah. armor but it's like not like a thing you have to really think about it makes so much more sense to have that system be in cyberware and right. not in 
uh, like a tank top. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and also because you just get to dress like a fucking lunatic, which yeah. is part of the fun of inhabiting this world is just, you know, building your character and have to look insane and then dressing them up like a, a freak. I there's some things about this game that I don't remember, and I'm a little confused. Mm-hmm. I So you encounter the police, and they're having like a shoot shoot down with, I don't know, the a street gang. Yeah. And the police all have little blue arrows over their heads, and then the street gang have like those little red eyes, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought, if I kill the gangs, the cops aren't going to give a shit. Oh, no. That's not what happens. Yeah, the cops get mad at you for for getting, but getting they're, in their shit. But they're they're yeah. shooting. They're trying to kill those guys. And you're yeah, you're trying to help them. It makes sense. You'd think that they would be like, "Hey, thanks for the help." I don't remember that being the case. They they've tweaked a lot of the police behavior, and they've tweaked tweaked a lot of those encounters, and a lot of just like the stuff you'll stumble upon is that's that's more content yeah. that's been overhauled. Because it could, it's in the tutorial. It says. As you pass your first street encounter, it's your choice whether to get involved or not. Mm-hmm. But apparently, all involvement ends in police stars. I think it depends on the encounter, depends on what you do. But also, like, I'm just ignoring all that shit because I don't care. Like, I just don't care about getting into random combat encounters as I'm going around. Yeah, I'm, I'm not trying I'm to help the police. Yeah. Well, that's another thing. So, <laughs> this is the thing. Like, all that said, all this this praise despite the glitches, uh, you know, dispensed. I still am getting reminded of like the stuff that annoyed me about the game initially. And mm-hmm. a lot of that is, you know, I think that the the storytelling is good and I think the characters are well drawn. And I think the uh it, I, I think that the narrative design is oftentimes really effective, but some of the dialogue I don't love. It's like a little corny and a little bit laden with cliches. Some of that could have been could just be because it's an English as a second language issue. Um but there's also just just like the the kind of uh bad GTA style comedy, like the NPC who's named Mr. Hands. I'm just like, oh yeah, there's a fucking Mr. Hands joke in this. Like that stuff, it's just all kind of eye-rolly to me. And so that's another thing that I kind of have to look past and whatever updates they do to the content, that's still just like a presence of it. So I I love looking at the world aesthetically, but like some of that shit I feel like is is just kind of a thud for me. And then also speaking of which, the there is still a lot of copaganda in this, which really contrasts with Edge Runner's approach to police, mm-hmm. where they're just, you know, fucking um, uh, evil and being massacred uh, by the bucketful. Uh, but there's still like, you know, just like a, a very early quest. And I overall like the quest. It's the Andrew quest. It's the guy who's in his apartment and he's shut in and he's depressed. Right. Um, and you go and he's lost a friend who's died and you have to look into that. That's a very satisfying reveal who his friend is. If you go to find his grave and it's also a great way to like open up the world to make you go to this remote gravesite. But it's two cops and they're talking about their cop friend who's depressed. And they're like, he's a good cop. We got to help him. And yeah. me, I'm a street kid who's got attitude. I And they're like, we're worried he's suicidal. I What I want to say in character is, good, I hope he fucking kills himself. <laughs> and that's cyberpunk. Like, I yeah. hope this cop blows his fucking brains yeah, out. I'm but a street I, kid. I don't have that option. I'm going to, I have to do the quest. And then I'm told like I'm a good person by the police. Yeah. At the end of it, it's just, it's, it, all that is just feels kind of authoritarian and counter to uh, the game's other. Or, uh, the more nihilistic impulses. Can't you kill those two cops? You can just kill them. I mean, I guess. All right. Well, 
<laughs> guess that's an option. Yeah, but I, I'm saying like, like within the di- like there like there I feel like there should be a middle ground within the dialogue. You know, there there yeah. should be as an option to, to role play that. Yeah, I uh, you you yeah. want to antagonize them so they pull their guns on you. Yeah, sure. And I'm saying you can just you can you can prognosticate that that's going to happen and just pull your gun on them. Just double tap them from behind. Yeah. I do like the stealth in this. So that's another thing. Right? I'm kind of I've kind of building around stealth a little bit and it is fun to sneak up on uh, behind people. And I, I think all that's been refined a little bit. Yeah. And there is a good like the stealth in general is like very like line of sight sort of right? like mm-hmm. you can you can kind of lose you can lose your tail pretty easily if, if, if you're trying hard enough. But yeah. And there's also perks that you can or things you can get in the skill tree that let you uh, reset uh your stealth based on certain abilities or, 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 you know, get, get, uh, once, uh, get your, uh, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> get the fucking stealth back. What what's the, what's the word I'm stealth looking for? Stealth meter? Yeah. Stealth meter, whatever it is. Oh, stamina. Yeah. Whatever. Stamina? Like, re, no, I'm not saying, I'm just saying stamina. Hmm. Your, your stealth Everyone perception? can see you, and then you you can disappear again, Visibility? and they can't see you again. Yeah, whatever. Some word like that. What? Are, wait, what's the word? What? You fucking whatever. <laughs> it's that's the word. Whatever. This this is how it feels, Nick. <laughs> I but but here's the thing. I legitimately don't know. You know? Okay. <laughs> uh, you're playing Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. You're walking Metal around. Gear? Yeah, exactly. That sound it plays. Uh-huh. The guards are alerted. They're pursuing you, and then you duck into a locker. Uh, you close it on uh, behind you, and then you evade them for long enough where everything resumes. And then to that normal. like counter sort it of starts down. Yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. But Reset man, your stealth. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. Yeah, I don't know either, but I know what you're talking about now. Well, yeah. This was a needless bit of I don't of know that there's a word for resetting stuff. Like losing your tail, kind of? Like, uh, yeah. yeah. Because, hmm. like, because, like, in the real world, that doesn't apply. You don't regain stealth. Yeah. So you don't have the, like, you can't say. Oh, good, I'm stealth again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if there was, like, a guy in the office who just sort of walked by with, like, a gun, we'd be like, holy shit, like, look at the guy. And then, no, like, if you, like, hid in a cardboard box for a second, we'd be like, well, I guess that guy's gone. <laughs> we wouldn't do that. <laughs> we'd keep looking for him. Yeah. But because it's a video I game. wouldn't look. I'm leaving. I wouldn't know. I'd get the fuck out. Yeah, of there. I'm, I'm out of here. I try and I try and be a hero, hero. You could stop him. Yeah, sledgehammer his ass. <laughs> I, uh, le- I learned a thing about Vikings. Oh is yeah. This, is this the part of the podcast where I talk about Vikings? Yeah, of course. Go for it. Um, I learned about the the truth of berserker Vikings. So there were soldiers, and then there were berserkers, and berserkers were naked guys who would show oh, yeah. up who would show up on the on the battlefield and both. The allies and the people on the other side would be like, huh, it's these fucking dudes. They may or may not, probably not, but may have been on a huge amount of hallucinogens. But they would rush the enemy in such a a, a fevered rage that when the enemies like the like we have writings in the Byzantine Empire and they're like, these fucking guys are insane. The Vikings fight with these other dudes who are crazy. Sometimes they wear a wolf mask. That's cool. What were we talking about right before that? Uh, this concept that Nick invented. That oh, just, uh... no. <laughs> I was going to say, I think like if a guy shows up with a gun and yeah. hides under a cardboard box, if you take off your shirt and charge him, he's du- he's like, something is wrong. Hmm. 
I don't know. If he has a gun, I think he tries to shoot you <laughs> first. That's what happens, yeah. Really? I think so. You think, okay, like philosophically, you think a guy shows up with a gun. Yeah. And then somebody comes at him who's naked. That that guy doesn't hesitate a little bit? I think uh, he might be like, the fuck? Right. But maybe just for, is that long enough to keep him yeah, from is pulling that the trigger? Lo- is that long enough? Depends. Don't know. Depends on the range. I think then you try to like shoot the guy's dick off or something. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a different thing to aim at. Um, can, I, can I point out one more thing, which is that the, I, I didn't know this, but uh, if you bought this game, I think, I think on, if you bought this game anywhere, but I could be wrong, uh, you get a PDF of the Cyberpunk 2020 core rule book. Oh, so, yeah. Like, that's just a thing you can just download and look at. And I was looking at that a little bit. That's really kind of an interesting bit of, you know, a tabletop game written in the in the 1980s or a, a, a PNP game, rather, written in the 1980s. And it's kind of interesting to look through the rule set and see cool. what it has in common with the the game that you play today. I um I do like the... The new system, because like before, you can kind of just do whatever you want in Night City. It felt like, and no nobody would come come and try to stop you. But now there is a wanted system. Maybe is that what you're thinking about? No, <laughs> well, yeah, whatever resets your wanted meter. Maybe yeah. that, you know. Honestly, that kind of is pretty close yeah. to it. Uh, uh, it's yeah, there is that now, and I I've been but I, I've been enjoying that. But if we're done kind of talking about Cyberpunk, I've, I have been playing something else that I'd like to share. Please, me too. I know. It was within the, within the last couple of weeks. I said, "Apple Arcade. I don't want. I don't want games on my phone." That sounds like something I've said recently. Yeah, that's something you've said. Well, I just thought I'd give Apple Arcade a try pretty okay. recently, just because I was like, oh, "I say all that," but I don't really know what's going on over there. I have this game. There's this game on. Oh fuck! What's it called? Oh uh, no! He oh, I didn't. Even I'm not even prepared. He didn't. He, didn't uh, he doesn't know what game he's playing. No, I forgot the name of it. Um and now I forgot. Is it Matt's little game? It's it's Matt's little game. Uh, it is called okay. It's called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Splintered Fate, and I like that you couldn't remember the name of a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles <laughs> yeah, game. I, I knew I knew the first part. <laughs> we could have started there. We would have gotten what you meant. I knew I knew the beginning of it okay. was TMNT. I knew I knew that part. But so there's this game on there called. What the fuck is this game called? Yeah. It's called oh, it's Red these- Dead Redemption Two. <laughs> That's what it was. It's got these fucking big turtles and <laughs> they all have different personalities. Um, I'm fucking lost. It's a, uh, it's, it's a roguelike. It's a TMNT roguelike. That's cool. And it plays like Hades. And That's so like cool. it's you can kind of go through different different little areas and there's like different you know enemies in each little area and you get different boons and stuff like that. It's a lot easier than Hades. It's like less involved systems wise, uh, but it's 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 pretty fun. You can play it on, you know, with the touchscreen, which works great, or you could play it. With it works the, great with the touchscreen. It works great with the wow. touchscreen. I have, I've very rarely uh, so far have played it with the backbone attached hmm. to it, uh, just because I'm like, oh, got to pop off my case, got to do all this whole dance, yeah, of course, to play this little game. But I have played it with the. The backbone and it does it plays good it, it plays uh, good with the backbone too like it, it, it's fun both ways yeah but uh, more often than not I'm not snapping it into the backbone uh, and I, I've been enjoying that so um, I I take it back there are games on my phone right now I don't know for how long but right now there are games on my phone I love to hear it yeah that so you'd say people should check this out 
I think it's really fun. I wow. think if if you'd like to play, if you one, if you like Ninja Turtles, and I do think most Ninja Turtle games are pretty fun because you get to be the Ninja Turtles. That's pretty cool. Um, Boy, that's a good. Are most Ninja Turtle games fun? Shredder's Revenge, great. Uh, although, yeah, you know, no one TMNT rips. Arcade, great. Yeah, uh, they're mostly Turtles pretty in fun. Time is great. They're mostly pretty fun. But are we just like are we overlooking the because obviously the the nin, the Ninja Turtles NES game which we covered in our own format is yeah. basically unplayable. There's also oh, yeah. a There's really bad, bad Wii. I think a Wii okay. TMNT game that sucks. I don't sucks. remember this. I think this is a good format for the Turtles because you get you only got one. You can switch. It's 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 fun. I, it's it's nice. To, I don't know. I think the turtles are back right now, though. Too. You think the, the turtles are back? The turtles are back. I I, I think did like that new movie. I loved it. They're certainly good. I haven't seen it yet, but they're certainly back in comic form. Yeah. Uh, the last Ronin is an excellent TMNT comic. Yeah. Uh, which is about uh, a a world where all the turtles except one is dead, mm-hmm. and he's getting revenge. Which one? That's kind of that's, the thing. That's kind oh, of you the don't thing. know. You yeah. gotta figure it out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, you he's maskless. You can't oh, so you don't get to you can't tell by the color of his yeah. head. No. Yeah. Uh and they're adapting that into like a God of War style game, I heard. Like oh. a AAA like Fuck. Char- character action game. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, but that's I I'm in, I'm enjoying TMNT Splintered Fate on on Apple Arcade. And I'm 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 loving it. I, I love hearing that sentence come out of Matt. Yeah. That's pretty I know. good. Pretty shocking. Mr. Uh, I don't want games on my phone. Mean- I got a game on my phone. <clears throat> Meanwhile, other than Cyberpunk, I'm playing a game you cannot play on Apple products. Fortnite. Wow. Oh. Uh, still playing Fortnite. Back in, like, now that I'm back in the States and my ping is good, I have been playing Fortnite regularly again. Uh, I thought maybe three months off was going to break my addiction cycle. Turns out that game's so fucking great. And things change so frequently that uh, that you you play for a couple of days and you're back in it 100%. There's a new set of powers based on My Hero Academia uh, where you create um, ice walls to stop gunfire. Ice walls. Ice walls. Pretty good. Uh, a whole new set of weapons. Uh, it's, it's fucking good, man. Fortnite is so good. Any cyberpunk content? There isn't cyberpunk content. Johnny Silverhand should be in Fortnite. He actually should be in Fortnite. I mean, That's a great call. I, the truth is there hasn't been a lot of really good Fortnite character drops lately. Mm. At least not at least not ones that overlap with any of my interests. So um Still yeah. waiting on Lydia Tar. Like Lydia, like literally, anytime they put in like Mike Ermintrout has joined Fortnite. <laughs> That'd be fucking awesome. <laughs> anytime there's like yeah, like a, a a character that's fifty years old or older. <laughs> like I mean, like you know, like from a movie from the seventies yeah, right, sure. or the eighties. You're like, who? Who is this? I mean, it's great that they're yeah. in there. Well, they licensed Gene Hackman from The French Connection. What's <laughs> <laughs> the overlap here? But yeah, back in Fortnite, I uh, can't wait to uh, further connect with the Get Played Battle Bus on wow. our Discord, discord.gg slash get played, right? Yeah, that's right. All right, great. <laughs> Fucking Matt, that what is I was still looking happening? up the name of that Ninja Turtles game. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, hold on. No, I was looking up. I was going to do a sp- very specific bit that's not even going to be worth it. <laughs> It required you to open a browser tab? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it? I want it to be Mike Ermintrout saying like, all right, Walter, here's what's going to happen. 
I'm gonna go to Slushy Junior's house in Fortnite. <laughs> so you're just looking up a quote. That's what you're doing. I was looking up Fortnite specifics <laughs> that I can maybe have my bad impression of Mike Ermintrout say. And then, and then this happened. Wait, what? Are you Matt? Are you okay? No, I don't know what's happening right now. Look Brutal up. Bastion. You, there's there's a reference. There you go. Say say something. As Mike Ermintraut, get this bit back on the rails about Brutal brutal Bastion. But well, the impression's not even... Walter, here's what's going to happen. He always says, says stuff like that. Okay. We got to get to Brutal Bastion. And then we're going to do Fortnite. I'm going to hit the gritty. <laughs> I don't even... Matt, what the hell are you talking about? Wait, is that Walter White? Yeah, that's pretty good. Why would he say Matt? I mean, he says it to Jesse. Jesse. Jesus. Let's cook. I don't. This bit is insane. I think it all makes sense. I'm Skyler. Oh, God. Oh, boy. Here we go. Here we go. The truth is, I'm really happy there isn't a Walter White drop in Fortnite because it would only be Walter White's. You think so? The entire fucking game would be Walter White. But you think like the 11 year olds want to be Walter White and play this game? I think so. Like the moment like 40 percent of the game becomes Walter White. Yeah. Then everybody's going to be Walter White. Yeah. I think they should just go the other way and put Saul. Put, put Saul Goodman in the game. Yeah, That'd be a lot of fun. They, oh. they could put in Bob Odenkirk from Nobody. That would be fitting. Put, it's an action hero. Put Bob Odenkirk from any of the Mr. Show sketches in, <laughs> in, in Fortnite. Put in Choo Choo the Herky Jerky Dancer <laughs> from Mr. Show. <laughs> Uh, any, I'm very happy that you've that you're still having fun with Fortnite. Yeah, it makes so me that, it makes that, me want. I, it makes me wish that we were doing October again, because I thought not only was October like a fantastic format for us to explore our 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 boundaries. Yeah, but it also introduced me to one of my favorite games of all time, and I think uh, a, a second October would have potentially unlocked some um, some new interests for us. We could. Uh... We could, you know, sweatily put UG in a different month somewhere. August. Yeah, we could always do a different UG. Yeah. We'll figure it out. We could we could do November. That's pretty good. Like, no, I don't want to play it. November. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to commit to that right now. But yeah, it's good I pitch. can't. See, yeah, it's good pitch. I don't know if we're going to do it. <laughs> uh, not until Mike Ermintrout's in Fortnite. And what would that sound like? Just so we know. Walter, here's what's going to happen. <laughs> it, here's the thing. It doesn't sound like it's getting better, but it is. It is getting better. You're, you're ruined. <laughs> Let's get into the topic we're going to discuss uh, for the second act here today, which is Tears of the Kingdom, spelled T-I-E-R-S, for controllers. We're going to do a tier list for primary pack-in controllers. So here's what I'm going to say. First thing, I think this should be consoles, not handhelds. Like, I think we should just, maybe we can make a Wii U, Steam Deck, Switch exemption, but I don't think we should be talking about, like, Comparing like the Game Boy Micro to an Xbox uh, S controller doesn't make any sense. No, 
Uh, the other thing, and I think this is actually borne out by the tier list that Matt picked that we're going to be using as a visual guide here in studio. I think we should start with the gamepad generation. So like the third console generation and avoid the joysticks, paddles, the Coleco Telstars, the Magnavox Odysseys. Uh, I think that's the right approach. There, I think, there, yeah, there if we is, haven't touched it, we shouldn't yeah. We shouldn't talk about it. Well, it's there, also, they're such completely different approaches. Yeah. There is a, uh, a, a, a pack-in controller from the, because we're starting with the NES era here. Yes, that's where we would begin. Uh, and I don't see a Sega Master System controller. Yeah, there should this. be a Master System one there. Is there not uh, on one there? There is not. There is okay, not. That's an omission. Uh, I will tell you it's a D-tier controller. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little clunky. I mean, I didn't have a Master System, but my friend had one, and I would play it at his house. And I had a couple friends with Master Systems, actually. And yeah, they, there was an eight-way like D-pad, which what you thought was like, oh, this is cool because it's hard to do the corners on the, you know, the NES D-pad, but it actually felt a little bit mushy. It was mushy as fuck. And yeah. you could like screw a tiny joystick into it. Oh, that's right. Like a tiny, tiny, like, like imagine the tip of a, uh, a headphone jack. Mm, right. That you could screw into a controller and kind of like mash your thumb. It hurt. Yeah, it doesn't sound fun. It sucked. Yeah. It, you know, whatever. They were figuring stuff out. I think that's a fair deal. I think, I think Master System is a D tier. Sounds about right. I'll, I'll trust you on that, Heather. I am going to argue in favor of the NES controller. I don't think it's the most com comfortable controller ever made, but I think it should rate pretty highly because it set the template for the gamepad. Uh, before that, all of controls were based off of arcade controls, and it was based off of pressing buttons. Uh, with your fingers and controlling a joystick with your hand and the gamepad approach put that with your thumbs um, and it, it completely changed gaming and it stayed with us through today. So to me, the NES slash Famicom controller, which was actually the first gamepad I ever used because uh, we had um, uh, 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 my, my brother's good friend uh, who lived on our block. Uh, his parents were from Japan and they had a Famicom. Uh, and uh, I think both of those controllers are, is it crazy to say those are A-tier controllers? I know they're not as good as modern controllers, but I kind of want to appreciate them for history's sake. I think I think it belongs in A. I think, yeah, you, can, you can't get to some of these later ones without this design. Because, yeah, like you said, it put it, it, put it in your hand. Yeah. I'm, I've pulled up a, a, a pretty robust secondary controller map here. Wow. To look at. Uh, in case we 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 skip or forget any, this is great because you got like things like the NES Advantage there, like peripherals, but then you've also got uh, you know ones like the Atari Jaguar controller or the Saturn uh, 3D Orb controller. Remember that big fucking hockey puck thing? Yep. Um, I don't know what that was called. Wow, I think it was just called the 3D controller. Uh, that's great. Yeah. Well, that. But well, okay. So we'll we'll settle NES and are, are we? What What do you think, Heather? Where do you want to sit that bad boy? What the NES? Yeah. We could go down to B. No, it's an A. Okay, we'll put that in A. Master System in D. Um, that brings us to, and that's it for the 8-bit gen, right? Yes, because uh, we aren't covering the Atari 7800 Joypad, the NES Advantage, the NES Max. Uh, I had both of those, by the way. The NES Advantage? I had the NES Advantage and the Max. I was so excited about the Max because like, it's got a turbo button. I thought it was so cool. What? I think I got it for like a birthday one day. What does the turbo year? button do? You could just hold down the A button and it would press it repeatedly. You wouldn't have to mash it. Nice. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's an A. Yeah. But it also like 
No, I mean, it was not. That was not an A controller. Oh. That was not an A tier controller. Those those are both kind of clunky. Uh, all right, let's move on to the the 16-bit era. So we've got the Sega Genesis. And I they think they're, I don't know if they both are represented in this graphic, but I think we should talk about both the three button and the six button. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll let you start this one, Heather. Wait, there was a, am I, am I misremembering? There was a six. Oh yeah, I remember now. Okay. Uh, the Sega Genesis three button pad, which by the way, you know, Sega Genesis is released before Super Nintendo. So when this controller comes out, people are like, oh shit, it's got three buttons. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a pretty big deal. Fucking wild. Like, oh man, there's three different things you could do. Um, that being said, it is a it is a chunky controller. Yeah. It is thick. And because Nintendo owns the patent on D-pad, like it still has a slightly different uh input uh system on on its face. I think that the as much as I was a Sega kid and loved the Genesis, I think the Genesis pad is C tier. The other thing about that is that, yes, it is chunky, but it also kind of sits in your fingers. It isn't quite substantial enough to like sit in the palms of your hands. Yeah. At least, uh, you know, that's my memory of it. And so, yeah, I think that's a fair rating. That- also, just three three buttons in a row isn't the most ergonomic. Yeah. You know, set up. But then when Street Fighter comes out, yes. everybody needs a six button controller or a six button joystick. They sure do. And so Sega Genesis comes out with a six button controller, and that controller is fucking great. Yeah, that was a great gamepad. Uh it is not on our our, our map that we're using, no. but I do want to shout it out as an absolute A tier uh controller. I'm in favor of that, and it also is kind of the same. Like, like, how different was it from the Saturn controller? It was very similar. Very similar. So, I mean, I think those are both good controllers, certainly for 2D games. And so, yeah, I I definitely am in favor of that. Uh, Should we talk uh, Super Nintendo slash Super Famicom? Yep. I love this controller. I think that the advent of shoulder buttons as like the advent of the gamepad itself, it deserves like a little bit of a boost for that. Uh, I also think the, you know, the layout of four buttons that are at an angle so you can press two at once is something that has endured we've seen that with the that was emulated with the playstation controller uh and with the uh uh, the the xbox controller and so and also people get a retro pad nowadays it'll oftentimes just be modeled on a super nintendo gamepad so i think for controlling that type of game I don't know. Is it crazy to call that an S tier controller? I, I, I think it's S tier. And I think an additional point of value in the controller is that you don't have to look at the A, B, and X, Y buttons to know the difference between them. Because right. some are concave and some are convex. Which was a thing they changed for the Super Nintendo versus the Super Famicom. My understanding is the first gen Super Famicom controllers, all of the buttons were raised and people got a little confused. So they, they added that, that for the uh, it's, worldwide release. It's excellent. Yeah, it's cool. Cool controller. I love it. An S tier controller. Love I, how it looks up there. I like I like the color of the buttons too. It's a ni- those are nice purples. Those are nice purples and the Super Famicom one has the uh red, yellow, green, yeah. blue. That's fun. Yeah. I prefer the color scheme of the Super Famicom. Me too. But I prefer the concave convex buttons on the Super NES. That was back when everything like Americans didn't like sleek. 
for whatever reason, everything we wanted, or at least they, the people who made consumer electronics thought we wanted boxy, yeah. thought we wanted Jeeps for fucking everything. Mm-hmm. So like everything, like the, the Super Nintendo control, like system looks like this big, like chunky, like, you know, VCR. And then the Super Famicom is a lot more rounded and, um, I don't know. I think I think aesthetically pleasing, but you know, whatever. That's that's the time we lived in. Before we blast past this, the rest of this era into yeah. the thirty-two uh, bit slash sixty-four bit era, I would like to also say that the three DO controller sucked, <laughs> <laughs> and the Atari Jaguar controller double sucks. Wow. The Atari Jaguar controller is like holding. It's like holding a. A big sandwich. It is. It is this. So far, so it is good. this. <laughs> yeah. What's the issue here, Matt? It's, it's like this large. Yes. Uh, and it all it has three buttons in the and the D pad, but then it also has like a full phone pad of yeah. buttons at the bottom. Inexplicable numpad. And yeah. let me guess. And instead of in inside where the wire should be, it's ham. <laughs> There's mayo where the other wire should be. Uh, I, I, I admittedly did not play a ton of Jaguar uh, on the controller proper. Most of it I've played has, has been, you know, via emulation. Um, but I did play, I did use that controller some back in the day. Uh, and it, it, yeah, it was very, it was very chunky in a bad way. Absolutely sucked. Yeah. Uh, also, we should, I mean, we might as well, we're being comprehensive, mention the, the PC Engine slash TurboGrafx-16 controller, which was just the Nintendo controller. It was just the NES controller. I mean, it really didn't have, it was, it, it was two buttons and a D-pad, didn't really yeah. offer anything new. So There's also the Neo Geo pad, which we've skipped over, but that, uh, that's just a, a four button, four face button D-pad controller. I only played on a Neo Geo pad once and it just felt expensive. But I don't know if that's because I knew the system was expensive. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I've never seen this in person. <laughs> it was probably at a Sears. Um, but yeah, those are our, uh, that's that generation uh, as well as can be remembered. All right, let's move on to the 3D era. So first up, we sh- I guess we should talk about the Saturn. The Saturn 3D pad. Fucking great. You love that controller. Oh, Where do you want to put it? I, I think Saturn 3D, or the Sa- original Saturn pad is good. But the, 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 the international release Sega Saturn pad is fucking incredible. It's wow. one of the best wow. controllers ever made. It's S tier all the way. I can't argue with it because I've not, I've not, Oh my god, my it is on. such a good pad. It is such a good pad. It's oh. clicky, it's uh responsive, the depth on the D-pad is so good. Like it's a good it's a good controller. All right, so for clarity's sake, we're putting the we're the with the 3D controller, you're saying is an S tier or the original D-pad? No, there is the original the, controller. The 3D controller is we haven't talked about that one yet. We haven't gotten there yet. Sega so you're Saturn, saying the original 3D, Saturn. Yeah, the, this is the original Sega Saturn. Got it. So this comes out the same at the same time as the PlayStation, and the original PlayStation controller, remember, does not have analog sticks. No, that what that controller I think kind of sucks. It sucks. I don't like that one. I honestly would would put that one in C tier. So um, put th- put that Saturn controller in S tier, and then we don't have it on our board. Oh yeah, we do. There it is. I see it down in the corner. That PlayStation controller. Yeah, the original PlayStation one the without the analog sticks. Yeah, that controller's controller. not great. It's pretty uncomfortable. Fucking the, the D-pad. It's worse than it's worse than the Genesis. Put it in D. And that's an original sin that they've never really corrected. That D-pad still kind of sucks. 
It hurts. Um, yeah, it's not very pleasant. Uh, I do. I the one thing I do do really like is I really like the you know the the visual language of the buttons. Although I think that's been undermined by making the X now into the confirm button, which doesn't make any sense. Circle is confirm and X is cancel. Makes a lot more. You know that's how things used to be. That's how things should be. Fuck, but fucking whatever. It's a different fight. Um, but. I yeah I I I didn't love that and I had that and then I also had the analog version which was the pre DualShock version then I ultimately got the yep. DualShock yeah um so had all three evolutions of that controller and but that one was was definitely the worst the analog PlayStation controller had a concave that's right button or con- concave joysticks and then the DualShock had raised ones with a little bit of texture on them yeah, yeah. which which then becomes like the sort of Standard yes. for Sony across the board. Yeah. Uh, I, I love the DualShock controller. I think yeah. that's a great controller. Uh, a, a controller that we don't have, I guess we talk about the the N, N64 next, but we haven't put the Virtual Boy up on this board. D-tier. <laughs> yeah, D-tier that piece of shit. For putting the PlayStation controller in D-tier. Virtual Boy controller featured four face buttons, two for each thumb. So... Two on the left, two on the right, and then two D pads also for each thumb. Yeah, I think nonsense. And the, guys, hand, and the handles were too long. Yeah, you That's guys, a big issue. you guys played it. Yes, played it at my place. It's a weird controller. It's one of the worst things I've ever had in my hands. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible. Yeah, it's brutal. Um, where does that what what does that leave us? N sixty four is N sixty four. Fuck. Uh, it has its charms. I do think this is what gave us the analog stick. So again, you know, the before the dual sh- the dual shock is a reaction to this controller. So is the Sega Saturn. So is the Sega 3D. Saturn three controller is a reaction to this controller. So the presence of the analog stick is another huge innovation from Nintendo. As is force feedback, which comes via the Rumble Pack. That's another thing that everyone copies. Yeah. So I think it deserves a little bit of extra, you know, a little bit of extra boost for that reason. That said, the Three different handles is nonsense. Um, the the trident form factor doesn't uh, like like does not have any real utility. Uh, and I I just feel like some of like the C buttons are kind of clunky too. I don't know. I want to say I want to stick this in 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 B maybe C tier. Not C. Not C. Maybe it ends up in B tier. It's it's the first controller that I can think of that has a trigger where your gun like the gun trigger yeah, should that's be. That's nice. That's that's nice. The analog stick is but nice. But it only has it there because it's shaped like this. Right. It would be somewhere else if it wasn't in this shape. Sure, fine. But I, I, I think that for, for a company that wasn't willing to commit to analog exclusive control, right? Because like really, if you if you look at this control pad, this is an argument between people who are like, it's 3D now, the analog stick needs to go in the primary location. And somebody else who's like, Absolutely not. We cannot tell our developers you cannot make games through the D-pad. We're Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And so they shove it in the middle, and then most of the games end up being played with that middle stick. No, that's true. Yeah, the, it was really rare when you were holding the uh, the left side of the controller. So so it's it's an argument between two factions internally, I think, at Nintendo. And there is an, there's an S-tier controller here and a... C tier controller here. Yeah. So what's that average out to? An A or a B? I think put I I would argue to put it in B. Let's put it in B. B it is. All right, great. Oof. 
this controller seems like it was designed by you, Sleepy Joe. Yeah! Like you made two handles and then you forgot you made it two, so you made a third one. Let me tell you something. This this controller, it has to be shaped like a trident. Who are these people? <laughs> uh, it's in B tier. Let's just move on. Sasha has homework to do. <laughs> Sega Saturn's 3D controller is a baffling piece of technology mm. shaped like a circle yeah. with six face buttons, an analog stick, and a D-pad. It's not up on our board here, but it was released for knights. It was packed in with knights. Yeah. And I, it's not good. <laughs> I love looking at it. I think it looks really cool. It looks cool, but it... It is a weird, it was a weird choice. I I would put it at C tier. The 3D that sounds one? fair. Yeah, the Sega Saturn 3D controller. And hey, while we're staying in Sega Town, let's talk about the next gen Dreamcast. Fucking. Lot of fondness for this controller. Ooh. I love the VMU as an idea, even though it was not well implemented. I think the positioning of the analog stick versus the D-pad is like, well, that was a, a right move to 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 put those analog where they are. Analog triggers. Analog triggers are awesome. Um, the buttons have a great feel to it. My only issue with this controller is it's straight on the sides. Yeah. So your wrists are like kind of cramped holding it. They're not in ergonomically in line with your forearms if they're, you know, it's, and so it, I, I feel like for long periods, if I was playing a game for a while, I'd always get pretty uncomfortable holding that thing. Um, but it is a really cool controller. It is also a really cool looking controller. I also don't love where the cord is. For some reason, that's that a little, that's me. a little clunky. Yeah. Um, it should be in the back of it, not the front. But they, yeah, they need a room, room for the VMU. Is yeah, the thing. I still have a lot of fondness for this one. I, I would, I would personally maybe put this in A tier, but maybe that's overrating it. I so we're, I'm living in a in a in a time when there is a fan community making a new VMU. Wow! Wow! With uh, with a better screen. Wow! And if you're making a, an addition to a controller. 24 years after release. I think that that means that the love and fondness for this controller is off the charts. 100%. So I put this in S tier. You go all the way to S. Um, that's interesting. I, I have a, a hard time getting a, there. It had a portable game system inside the controller. Right. But it also was better, again, better in theory than in practice. And like, I remember the whole thing. It was like, oh, you, you, you when you play NFL 2K, you can pick your plays from the VMU. And then if you actually try to do that, it was kind of clunky. It didn't work great. And like, like you know, the Sonic Adventures uh, game that came with it, again, it, it wasn't great to play on the go. And it has, the this, VMU game. It has this portable device in the controller. If you have one, true. Otherwise, not, the memory card goes in there. Yeah, otherwise, that's where the memory card goes. Should Should we explain what the VMU is to any children who are listening? Yeah, dear children. Also, go <laughs> to bed. <laughs> Listen to your parents. Don't smoke and uh, do your homework. 20, Malia, if you're listening, years, go to bed. 24 years ago, before you were born, there was a system called the Sega Dreamcast, which was so far ahead of its time that it killed the company that made it. <laughs> that, the Sega Dreamcast was an online uh, enabled, out of the box, yeah. an online enabled console in 1999. So to put that in perspective, 
most people weren't going online at all. No. And this was a company that was like, no, online's the future. We're putting online inside of our system. Uh, it was CD-based games and uh, so used some kind of proprietary technology. So it was- Yeah, it had more storage. It was more storage than a regular CD. It's called GD-ROM? What the fuck was it called? Who the fuck knows? And the controller- had a slot in it that you could put a memory card. This used to be the way that you would save games. But if you wanted to, you could get a fancy memory card called the Visual Memory Unit, the VMU. And the VMU, this is also, I'm not reading this. No, this is off the dome. This is off the dome. The VMU had a small LCD screen in it and a tiny controller and a tiny set of buttons. So you could save your game to the VMU which would be active, kind of like the Wii U gamepad during play, like showing you information or allowing you to choose plays in NFL. I never did that. Uh, But then you could save your game to the VMU, take it on the go, and like a tiny Game Boy, play the VMU and do these mini games when you were bored because nobody had cell phones. So there was nothing else to look at. I just came up with a great VMU game. So... It will requires two things. One, there has to have been an Evangelion video game for uh, the Sega Dreamcast, okay? And then Got the it. VMU game is, uh, it's just like entry plug the game. And so like there's like a Tamagotchi, but it's Shinji. And you have to like take care of, make sure that Shinji's okay in the entry plug. And then the Evangelion game is basically just like armored core, but uh, it's Evangelion. And y- you do better in the game if your Shinji is good in the in the, in the, in the VMU there, entry plug. There were Evangelion games for the Dreamcast. Wow. None of them used this technology. They fucked up. Matt, you fucked, you, you, <laughs> they fucked up and you, you should, you should be the president. I should be the president. Matt sounded like he was talking to Santa. <laughs> and then, and then, um, <laughs> you know what? I'd love to have an audience with Santa. I got some things to say to that motherfucker. Anyway, <laughs> Sega Dreamcast was so far ahead of its time that Sega, uh, once people realized that you could burn discs yeah. for the Sega Dreamcast because it ran on Windows CE. So it was like just a, a single hack trick. The, the system was fucking crushed. And so was my heart. It was it was a it was a rad system. It had some rad games, and it I had think, Marvel versus Capcom too. Yeah, yes. great game. And uh, I think I actually imported that. I'm trying to remember because I, I imported a, a few Dreamcast Power games because it was pretty easy to mod. Skies of Arcadia. Power Stone was a lot of fun. I don't think Power Stone do too. <laughs> I don't think I ever played a Sega Dreamcast game with its printed label on it. <laughs> like there's just not there's no we, there's no way I did. We covered fucking yeah. what what's that dude. Uh, Worm dude, uh, fish man, sea man. There it is. Yeah, sea man. Yeah, sea man's good. Sea man's good. And that was another <laughs> way in which the Dreamcast controller was expandable. You snapped in a microphone. Yeah, and then you could talk to your guy on the screen. The the S N sixty four also had that ability. Yeah, for hey you Pikachu. For, but that's S-tier. it. I, think. I can't. I can't get all the way. I can't get all the way to S tier. Why? I to me it's A tier just just for ergonomic reasons. But I will. I will let Matt make the final call. He doesn't know it. I've touched it. He was born after it. That's not true. I've touched it. I think. I don't want to make Heather mad, and I don't think Nick will care if I put it in A or S. Actually, so I'm going to put it in S. 
My, I feel like my voice has been heard. It's fine. It's fine to say that <laughs> here. Thank you. Uh, all right, let's move on to the PlayStation 2, the DualShock 2. I think this is S-tier. more so than piracy. I think that the the people awaiting the PlayStation 2 is what killed the Dreamcast. Uh, and I think the all, the also the presence of a DVD drive as opposed to a proprietary format was so huge. So many people, including me, used it as their primary DVD player for years. Um, and uh, so I, but I'll let's say the DualShock 2 is a really good controller. And I think it's a it's an improvement over the DualShock One, and yeah, I'd, I'd stick that some bitch in 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 S tier. I think that the DualShock Two. Here's what I'm gonna say. I'm frustrated that Sony, for the last what almost thirty years, has put the analog sticks where they've put them. Yes, mm. I agree. It they, is, they should flip them on the left side. It is cra- It's chaos that they have that they continue to put those analog sticks in the dead center of their controllers when even the Dreamcast and the GameCube put the analog stick where it's proper in your primary position. And the Xbox. And the Xbox. Um, But it's a, boy, it's a, like, it's a, it's a Sony Walkman style. Yeah. They nailed it and they don't change it. Right. It is really good. And, you know, the... The the what do you call that? The like the rumble in the yep. in the PlayStation Two controller. That thing, if it was on a flat surface, it wouldn't be for very long. That thing would fucking vibrate. Yep. You know what I'm gonna say? I think we stick the some bitch in A tier because I think because they iterate on the same format uh, in the the PlayStation with the PlayStation Three and Four and Five. I think there are better versions of this template. So there I I, I think I'd put it there. Nothing warms my heart more. 24 years later than putting the DualShock 2 in A tier and the Dreamcast controller in S tier. We're building the future you wish you had. I feel validated. I will say the DualShock controller's uh, analog stick placement allows for games like Katamari Damacy to exist. Mm -hmm. You know, because somebody looked at this controller and was like, okay, well, what is this? What could you do with it? Yeah, for sure. And, uh, And, you know, in the same way that kind of the uh, it, it 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 didn't quite. It, it's not the same thing, but I mean, like GoldenEye and the Nintendo sixty four controller sort of set up how yep. uh, these games are kind of going to be controlled on a first person games are kind of be controlled on a console. Obviously, that got tweaked when dual analog sticks became standard. That, uh, all right. That being said, yeah, uh, I do think the travel on both the DualShock two and the Dreamcast analog stick is 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 a little much. Like you really have mm. to swing that yeah. that guy all over the place in order to. There's not like a precise amount of control. Sure. On the, on these two controllers, um, so I would be willing to put the Dreamcast in A tier and the DualShock in C tier. Wait, you're bumming about two tiers? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? GameCube's up next. <laughs> let's 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 go through GameCube and Xbox. Let's figure finish right. out this generation, and then we can see if anything needs to be nudged. All right, but I think that's good for now. Uh, okay, are we are we doing GameCube? GameCube. Let's do GameCube. <sighs> I want to stick this in C tier. I think it has. Whoa! some... I think it 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 like the you know holy shit. The locking R trigger feels good, but the all the asymmetries in this controller make it really awkward. I don't like the button layout. Um, I think I don't like the that there's a 
uh, a Z trigger on one side, but not on the other side, or an R button on whatever, whichever one is called. Yeah. Which what, there, there's there's only there's only three shoulder buttons is really awkward. I don't like the C stick at all. I I don't like I how it's set up. I hate the C stick. I think the positioning of the D pad makes it basically useless. the The main reason I have any fondness for this controller is because of Smash Brothers Melee, and this is still the best way to play a Smash Brothers game, uh, which is what I would would let me bump it up any tiers at all. But I kind of feel like this is a C tier controller. Holy they shit! They just had too much going on. Holy I, shit! I, I don't like just from an aesthetic standpoint this little gap in between right here where the floating D-pad and the floating C-stick sort of are. Yeah. Uh, they're off on their sort of little own. They're on peninsulas, but like I hate this little this little valley right here. It really bothers me. And also, yeah, I don't love the... I don't love the buttons. I have no fondness for the buttons at all. I, I can never really feel like I was having a good time with this controller. Mm. Wow. This is astonishing to me. I don't, astonishing? I thought I thought this was a B-tier controller. Maybe I thought, it is B-tier. I, I thought that like the clickiness and like the interesting uh, feedback that you get when you're playing the triggers on the GameCube. Uh, that I like. That's my favorite uh, thing. A real, a really interesting this. snap. And I also think that uh, Nintendo's willingness to think outside the box of how you interact with buttons in that there's a primary button and then there are buttons that are off to the side mm-hmm. of those of of that primary button is interesting and effective um and also Resident Evil 4 one of the best games ever fucking made is designed around the GameCube controller and it is an excellent input system for it no i mean that's the thing is like if if there's like i mentioned with melee if there's things that I like about this controller because I have associated with games that use it effectively. Uh, I might, you know, honestly, I might like it more if it, if there was just a better Mario game on this system. Um, Boy, the Mario game on this system sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what I'll say. I like this controller more than I like the N64 controller. Yeah. I think it's better. So, yeah, I guess. We- I, th- I would like to put the GameCube controller in B and bump the N64 controller down to C. You know what? I'll allow it. I disagree with this completely. <laughs> but we can do it. No, 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 no. I don't want to keep wait, stomping Nick, you on your dreams. The, you think that the N64 controller is better than the GameCube controller? Look, I'd rather use a GameCube controller, but I think in terms of, but I'd also rather probably use a, you know, some of the controllers that are ranked below the NES controller, but I think we're also putting into some, giving, offering some historical perspective in terms of these rankings, right? So, I mean, like, yeah, for a modern game, I'd rather use a DualShock than a than a Super Nintendo controller, but rating the Super Nintendo controller a little bit higher because of what it did for, uh, you know, innovations in control schemes. So, I don't know. I don't think the 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 GameCube has a, much of a lasting legacy as a controller. I don't think there's a lot that other Ooh. controllers. Emulated. I don't know. The Smash community still uses it. And I agree with Wii, that. But yes, that the I, Wii that, that came is fair. with GameCube controller ports built in because of how many people still wanted to yeah. use the legacy controller. Well, that was also for backward compatibility. And I think this 
Playing an N64 game on a non-N64 controller is almost impossible. True. You can play a GameCube game almost on any type of controller. Fair. That has oh, the, oh, uh, excellent point. But uh, the N64 gave us the analog stick. That's the whole thing. That's the whole reason we're rating the N64 controller so high in the w- first wait, place. Wait, I thought I, I took that to mean the opposite, I think, of what Matt wanted it to mean. I'll stop you both right there. I don't know what I mean. <laughs> I just am bringing it up as a, as a, I think it's a negative. Maybe it's, I mean it as a negative to the um, the N64. Oh, Too I many mean, of the games are built toward that controller. That's why I'm, th- yeah. I take it as a positive. Mm. If you can't swap out that controller for any generic controller, then okay, the controller yeah. itself is specific, interesting, and valuable. Mm. Whereas like, yeah, you could make an argument that the, you know, you could play a Genesis game on basically anything. Yeah. Yeah. This how how funny, how interesting that the GameCube controller is the hardest one so far. Well, it's also I think it's an argument that's being that has been made for 20 years, uh-huh. which is that people were either extremely pro or extremely anti GameCube controller. I like that Nintendo tries their own thing. I like that they aren't they aren't Sony or just like we're just going to make the same fucking controller for 30 years. I like I like that they took that big swing. I don't think either this or the N64 controller honestly worked all that well. It's a B tier. I guess if you're saying, all right, fine, put it in B tier. B tier. Um, let's talk about Xbox. I have a lot of fondness for the big boy Xbox controller, a.k.a. the Duke. That said, this absolutely cannot go above C tier and maybe honestly belongs in D tier. It kind of sucks. I love this thing. It sucks. It is. It is. It's too big. It is. It sucks. It's too fucking big. But what I like about it is, you know, I got kind of big hands. So it was a thing of like, I can kind of use this thing, you know, and I again, just talking about. I playing Halo on that thing felt oh, pretty good, but I think the S controller is such a clear improvement. Yeah, the and S controller. The market and Microsoft agree. Yeah, the S controller becomes sort of the standard uh, Microsoft controller, kind of like the DualShock becomes the standard Sony controller, and the S is a good. It's a good controller. Yeah, I'd put the S in in uh, an A tier. Yeah, it's I, an A tier controller. I do want to say this about the Duke. One thing that I liked about it is the. <laughs> Is it called the Duke? That's, yeah, it's that was its, the Duke. <laughs> that was its nickname. It's because it's so big. It was it was apparently named after uh, one of the hardware team's kids. I think. Oh. I think they called it the Duke for that reason. But yeah, it's it's been it's affectionately. I named known. it after my giant son. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, Hail to the king, baby! <laughs> the cord is as thick as my piss. <laughs> Again, another thing for for younger people who are listening, all of these controllers so far are in the wired controller era. These all were plugged in. And that includes the Duke, which had a quick release because a problem with these is like if like again your 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 roommate was stumbling in front of the TV or your mom was vacuuming the controller might get pulled on and it might pull the entire console off of the shelf and uh, could wreck your uh, could wreck your game so this one had if there was any tension on it it would quick release and it was yes. kind of an interesting stopgap innovation um but yeah put this in D tier it sucks <laughs> it's not even it's like it's uncomfortable. It's yeah. like it's. I mean, for me, Nick has big hands. I have regular hands. Right. It's hard to hard to hold. I will say that looking at this, looking at our chart so far with the uh, PlayStation One and the Duke in D tier, yeah. makes me feel like what what the barrier of of D is 
does it hurt to play? <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, also, it's hard to get a controller right on your first try, right? Like these yeah. were the first. This was the first attempt at a uh, at a controller from a new console. First try, but not the first controller ever made. Like they <laughs> like they should have been able to see. Okay, what's everyone else doing? Let's split the difference. Yeah, the a fact bit. that the NES controller is so high on the chart. Yes. Yeah. was like Nintendo being like There's pointing a- to the pointing to the stands and hitting a home run at the first. At the invention of baseball. There are three Sega controllers ahead of this one. Like that's. <laughs> uh, I do think the S controller. I don't know if it's if it's represented here, but I do think that one is probably B or A tier. I'd maybe just put it in. What is the? I, put I, tier. You keep saying the S controller. Xbox I, I, controller S was yeah. a smaller, slimmer oh. version of the Duke, which then set the uh, sort of input language for all Xboxes to follow are essentially using the controller X yeah. or controller S configuration. Okay. Yeah. But it's confusing because Xbox uses just letters arbitrarily all the time. Yeah. And they have an Xbox Series S now, which is not related. Uh, but yeah, the controller S, I, I, I'd maybe stick that in assholes. A <laughs> <laughs> Um uh, All right. that Anything else on this, Jen? Any, anything we overlooked? Nope. Let's move on to. I can't believe Dreamcast is an S. I it's also an, can't. It's an S tier. Just I, looking at it though, it's just like it's it's. Look, I'm happy with it. I, I guess I'm fine with it. Again, I disagree with it being an S tier, but uh, you know whatever. Uh, let's let's move on to. <laughs> All right, fine. You want to move it to A? I'll move it to A. I would put the Dreamcast controller and all of its incredible options on the same tier as the NES controller. I, I swear to God, if it goes lower than that, though, I'm gonna. We won't bump I'll it down further the than that. Fucking mic. It just seems crazy. I mean, the DualShock gets iterated on. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Looking at this, looking at this, I feel comfortable. I feel this Super NES and the Sega Saturn Pad are both like you cannot improve upon them. Move the DualShock Two down to B. Give us some room to grow. Whoa! This is okay, but then okay. Ah. This game GameCube controller is sitting next to the PlayStation no, Two controller. Man. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! The DualShock Two has to be A. It's an incredible controller. I just feel like the yeah, but it's fine. It's a little bit yeah. leave it at A. Okay, let's keep going. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, speaking of uh, speaking of Sony, we got the PS3 six axis and also the DualShock Three. I mean, I think these are so similar. We can kind of just rate them as one. I feel like this is you know this is wireless. It's wireless, uh, and it has the. What was the lo- name of the locomotion tech they had? Whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. It was like, it, it like with Sony, it's like the sadness engine or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> but um, it, it, that that wasn't really like super necessary, like no. well implemented and hasn't been a thing that's that stuck around. It was more reactive to the Wii controller, which we'll talk about in a bit. But I do think this is just a, a better version of the DualShock 2. I, a, it's A tier. It's an A tier, yeah. Yeah, A tier. I like it. Um, it. It does not hold up uh, in, in in modern day. If you've had a PS3 controller for a long time, those fuckers, those sticks, drift real bad. Mm, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah. Maybe, we, maybe we nudge it down. Because where's the DualShock 4 going to go? We're going to put that one all the way up in S? Uh, I have a similar problem with the 4, but um, I think somehow, somehow as consoles have gotten better, the sticks have gotten worse. Mm. And I, you know, it's mm. tough. That's why they sell these elite ones now that are like $200 and you can swap yeah. out all the parts. Yeah. Apparently the elite dual sense was like the best selling controller of the year or something like that. Really? It was like, yeah, people like people are 
I, I guess if you're going to buy a second controller, people are like, well, I might as well get the top shelf one. Hmm, interesting. Um, all right, let's. Uh, are we all comfortable with it? There, I'm fine with it. Yeah. Right, let's look at. Uh, let's look at the Xbox 360 controller Fucking again. Iterating on the controller. S. controller. I do really like it. I honestly would. I, I mean, I feel like from this point on, the Xbox controllers stay so similar and i it's my it's my primary gaming controller it's what i yeah. use on my pc i it's what i prefer to use um i i would i would almost put this one in s tier if and but yeah. i'm trying to remember i'm trying to remember if there were issues with the xbox 360 controller specifically well, that i'm i'm it, forgetting if i may mm-hmm. i would keep this one at a tier and then as soon as they become rechargeable mm. instead of battery powered right. then they move in s tier because you'd the, you'd chew through batteries on this fucking thing. Yeah, I mean, but he, but the current the current Xbox controllers do have a battery port. Like you could put batteries in it if you wanted to, but they also have the uh, maniac. Yeah, I'm not doing it. I use rechargeable batteries in my uh, modern Xbox what? Series what? S wireless controller that I use on my PC. What? Yeah. Just throw rechargeable batteries in that. You don't charge it like with a USB-C port? I mean, I could. Madness. I I say 360 is A tier. And then the Xbox, uh, whatever the fuck, the Series XS is your S tier version of this Well, we'll get we'll get All right, all right. Leave that in A tier. A tier is getting pretty bulky. We might have to make mm. some revisions. We'll keep yeah. going. Uh <laughs> This brings us to the outlier of outliers, the Wii Remote. How to evaluate this thing. It is so different from everything else. Um, It did not really have a legacy. Uh, It was kind of a gimmick uh, that certainly boosted Nintendo's hardware sales for a time and made them the unexpected winner of sorts of that generation. But... It kind of sucked to play a lot of games on. Yeah. And you have to have the the nunchuck for an extra part of it, too. Which was kind of, in a sense, it was kind of cool that your hands could be separated. Like, that sense of freedom was nice, but it was also, like, not great to control, uh, you know, a lot of games. Um, They did have a pro controller, which was its own thing. Uh, or the classic controller. It was a classic controller pro was was the version. I didn't love that classic controller. Uh, I don't know what to do with this. It here's here's I don't I don't like it. It was cool though. It's cool. Like at the time it was so cool. You it no controller in here's my argument for it being S tier. No controller in history has brought people over to your house. Mm. And the we if you had a Wii in 2006, people weren't coming over for the graphics. They were coming over to hold the controller, to play bowling, right? to fucking play tennis. Yeah, yeah. And that is just because this controller had that gyroscope in it and the fucking laser pointer. Like, I would argue that most of the people age 30 to 35 played with the Wii, with just the Wii remote almost exclusively, and never picked up the nunchuck. Mm. It wasn't unless you were playing like Super Mario Galaxy or No right. More Heroes or some shit that you were using the the nunchuck. Yeah. So the nunchuck is for gamer gamers who had a Wii. 
everybody else, moms, dads, yeah. were playing with the fucking Wii remote. I think it's an S tier controller. And and I'm saying that also not really liking yeah. it. Yeah, it's a persuasive argument. I, you know, the, the case against it is, yes, it, it wasn't great for games that weren't just uh, explicitly trying to trade on its gimmickry. It was not all that great as a pointer. There was the clunkiness of you had to have the bar that was positioned either yep. on top of or underneath your TV that was plugged into your Wii, and that was always kind of fucking weird. Uh, and... You know, there were games that tried to use it like as like a gun, like like, like there were, mm-hmm. and that didn't really work. I think the games that used it effectively demonstrated that it was a fantastic controller. Yes. Uh, it's just that everybody was trying to shoehorn regular video games into that controller, and it sucks for that. How many of them do you think wound up in people's TVs? Definitely a good good amount. Yeah. I mean, that was they they released the the wrist strap. Yeah, you know that was a reaction to it, and also the you know little softening guard, the glove that you put around it. The Wii mm-hmm. condom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fuck it. Put an S. Let's That's put it in S. Let's go. It's an S. Uh, not on our S. board. The PlayStation Move. Yeah, I thought about the Move, and I thought about the Connect, and I feel like. I don't know. They fucking suck. <laughs> yeah. And, and there's also, a reason those don't really exist. Like that type of thing doesn't exist anymore. Really. Yeah. And I, I know that we're, we're including some, you know, controllers on here, like the, you know, the Saturn 3D controller that weren't pack-ins, but it's, these are mostly just traditional controllers yeah. that would come bundled with a game yeah. with the system. So I, I don't feel like they're the same thing. Yep. Um, okay. Uh, all right. That brings us to the next gen. We're almost, we're almost home. Yeah. Um, all right. We got, We've got DualShock 4. So here's my argument against the DualShock 4. Mm. I think it's uh I think it's fine. I think that the the Dual Sense is a better controller. Yes. Yeah, sure. The only thing the DualShock 4 adds is this fucking touchpad thing in the middle that literally nobody uses. Yeah, it doesn't really work. Kind of just functions as a big oversized pause button. It has a speaker built in, so you get like BB crying when Mm -hmm. you're playing Death Stranding. But overall, this controller is just kind of like, okay, sure, guys. I think it's it's an A-tier controller because Sony just hasn't topped it yet. You know what? Put it in B tier. What? No, 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 no. It's better than the it's better than the six axis. Put it in B tier. No, put it in A tier and move this six axis down. All right, I'm fine with that. I don't, you know, I don't like the contr- the sound, the uh, the fucking speaker I like in the it. controller. I, like I don't it. like it. I like it. I don't like that. I like it. When you when you said that, that made me want to bump it down. No, a tier. I, I think like it's annoying. it. I like it. A little BB crying and Stop you making shake, noises. You got to shake your controller. Oh. I got it. I. We could put. The six axis and the DualShock no. Four in no. the no. bump them both down. No, no way. Um, the this is all one controller, as is my understanding. The Xbox One, the Series X S controller, is just the Xbox wireless controller. That is one yep. controller yep. that that has remained fixed since that generation. Yep. Xbox One as a system was kind of whatever. But the this controller, I think, is terrific, and yep. it's the best way to control PC games. Yep. Yeah. I put this as an S tier. It's S tier. They I, finally did it. Yeah, I think it's, and I think of the S's, it's the most S of these by far. No fucking I, way. I think so. <laughs> no. I think it's so good. No, because we moved the Dreamcast down, so it can't be the most S. 
So do we have two Xbox, two versions of the Xbox controller? Well, here's the thing. The Xbox One and the Xbox Series controller, they're the same. They're oh, the okay. Same. Yeah. So we're, we're, but the, this, this it's accounting for both generations. Yeah. Okay, got, yeah. It, got it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dual Sense. No, wait, we're not no, there yet. We still got, not, we got, we got, we got the Wii U game. We got the Wii U gamepad. <laughs> Um, we're, so we're talking about the actual Wii U itself that's got the little handles on it. Well, no, that's, it's the gamepad. Yeah, the gamepad. Because the Wii U is, sits in your, on your, on your thing. Right. It's separate. Right. This is the, this is the controller that has a screen. No, that's what I mean. That we're talking about the, 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 the screen with the handles. It has a screen, a camera, speakers. <laughs> yeah. It's got the little this, edges on the side. I with can't. The, it's, it's very cumbersome. Nothing, nothing in gaming history has been as baffling as the move from the Wii to the Wii U. From naming convention yes. to what they did with the controller, it's baffling. Absolute nonsense. Nobody's ever blown a lead like Nintendo yeah. fumbled this. You bag. don't very get confused. You don't get to the Switch without this though. <laughs> That's, That's the true. other thing. Yeah. It's an intermediary. You know, sure, they almost product. had it, but but also, <laughs> but I also thought the switch was, was going to crash and burn because of the Wii U because I was like, they can't believe they're fucking doing this again, except they actually yeah. they perfected it. Yeah, it's which it's, is very unlike Nintendo to be like, we're just going to take the same thing and improve it. It's so it's fuck everything the they do. Wii U. Uh, they've done it in the past with the <laughs> NES controller and the SNES controller. I mean, it was kind of its own, a completely different they, thing. Well, they what the Wii U was. Is they released the Switch prototype to consumers? Yeah, yes, exactly. No, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, they 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 three D printed concept art and put it out on the shelves. <laughs> um, it's D tier. It's D tier because gaming it's on that thing so sucks. Awful. And I might want to add a tier. <laughs> no, I think that's fair. I, I think that's fine as a D. It's fine as D. Yeah, so I'm getting bad. mad. Look at it. It really it's sucks. So bad. <laughs> and then also that it had a limited range. If you wanted to play it on the screen, and it, and it ran out of fucking batteries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They put a TV in your hand, and then they were like, "It's battery powered." Yeah, it's so close. It's you, so close to being a good idea. What's also frustrating is that the Wii U pad controller was incredible. I don't even think it's on our uh, on our map here. Like the Wii U pad controller is amazing. You mean this the like the it's the uh, the pro controller? It's like, they yeah, had? Their yeah, pro yeah. Controller the pro controller is, is great. It's, it's, it's so great good. Yeah. It's so good. But is that the Wii U pro controller? Or is that the Switch pro controller? This one right here is the 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 Wii U one. That one I love. It's I love that great. controller. It's incredible. I feel like that's like an A tier controller. That's an A tier controller released simultaneously with a D tier controller. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't really touch a Wii U ever. I've seen it. Uh, you get the gist. Yeah, I, I think I get it. So I still have my Wii U hooked up. Yeah, and that's because you can play Wii games in HDMI, mm-hmm. uh, and we. I don't think we uh, games benefit that greatly from a CRT. Mm-hmm. So I if I'm doing retro gaming in that era, that that Wii Wii U pocket, yeah. then I use my uh my Wii U. And uh my favorite game to play on it is Jeopardy. Wow. Cause you memorized all the answers? Nope. The Wii U Jeopardy or the Wii Jeopardy? Wii Jeopardy. Huh. What distinguishes it from other Jeopardy versions? It's it's you can point oh, you can point. with the with the stick and pick a and pick a category. That, that is, is pretty fun. good. That is fun. It's fucking great. No. Uh, all right, that brings us to that's the that cleans up this generation, right? We got the Wii U, that's yep. right. So yeah. that brings us up to the present. Yep. All right, so remaining, we've got the we don't have to talk about the Xbox again. So what we've got left is uh, the Switch Joy-Con slash the Switch Pro controller and the Dual Sense. Yep. I know we love the Switch. Mm-hmm. 
I, I know where I, you're going, and I agree. I would like to make an argument for the Joy-Cons being in the D tier. I don't know if I'd go that far, but actually just using the Joy-Cons separate from the Switch is not a fun experience. No. But, if you, but I think you do have to take into account that a big part of the utility of the Joy-Cons is that they hook onto the Switch. Yeah. Uh, and it lets you use it as a portable system, which is the whole gimmick of the the system. And it works pretty well at that, at that aside from the analog stick drift, which is egregious. The analog stick drift is bad. The um, at a certain point after holding the Joy Cons, they sort of they don't detach from the rails, but they start to like sort of the rails start to bend a little bit, like yeah. they become a little more loose. And the D pad is not a D pad; it's four directional buttons, and I think that those are some of the worst buttons in in gaming. No, I that's think a good that point. They're horrible. What can we C tier it? Is that okay? I'd yeah. be I'd be happy with the the C tier. I, I I put it in C tier at the highest. And I also this is just a Nintendo thing because uh-huh. this is now well I guess they've always had letters on them. This letter scheme is absolute bullshit. This fucking sucks. You mean X Y A B or what do you mean? Yes, I think. But it's been that way since Super NES. Yeah, I know. Started. Well, then maybe Xbox fucked up because they're different. They're yeah, the same they're, letters, yeah. but this, they're different. This yes. is the kind of thing that the EU needs to regulate in the same way they said, like, everything has to have USB-C charging yeah. now. Like, they need to come in and they need to say all game controllers have to have the same button names. Like, I like I don't want to be, when I'm playing a fucking Xbox game and I'm switching over to a Switch game, having to learn new positions for my X and Y buttons. I totally agree with right. you. Right, which, which Sony avoids because, you know, you've got... The the Super NES comes out with that X Y B A, right? Yes. Uh, so they establish the vocabulary, and they do it because the Nintendo controller is B A, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, Genesis is like, all right, we'll do basically the same thing. Yeah. ABC. Uh, it's it is Microsoft that's like, no, we'll do it my way, right? And they are the ones that fuck it up because Sony's like, we're sidestepping this. Yeah, there's mis- gonna be triangles and X's. Their mistake was was doing A B X Y when they should have done like A B C D or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, just just have a different. Why not one two three four? One two three four works. Sure, just just do something else. But like, either way, it needs to be standardized. Uh, the Nintendo Switch Pro controller is excellent. It's yeah, I like the controller. Controller, a lot. I would put it in A tier. Yeah, that's fine with me. Yeah, the Pro Controller is really great, and uh, I love mine. Now we're gonna get. Now we're gonna get to my mama. Dual Sense, fucking ST. I love the Dual Sense, and that this is the thing that that I think is really encouraging about gaming is I think we're at a point where control has gotten really, really refined and really good. I love using the Dual Sense; it's really fun to hold. Oof, it um, is. It those those adaptive triggers. Really, haptic nice. feedback Ooh. is great. It feels great. It feels great. It's still got that speaker. Yeah. So you got like a little little bit of a hope that little BB go like. The the speaker's better though. Yeah, it's good. The speaker's speaker. a little better, but also shut the fuck up. Oh, he hates it. He I don't hates like the it. speaker. Get out of there. He hates it. I want to do a a special shout out to the Xbox Adaptive Controller. Oh yeah, that's which a great is call. Uh, which is uh, an alternative control and input method uh, for people who uh, need a different yeah. controller uh, and input method, and it's fucking great. You yeah. know, it's a it has opened up gaming to an entirely. Uh, often forgotten audience. Yeah. Uh, and that's uh, that's great. PlayStation has one also. I don't remember what the name of it is, but it, it has... It's, it's probably called like the Melody or some shit. It's probably <laughs> called like the, the, the Sony... The Sony Homeroom. I don't know what it's called. 
I love Sony. But, but Microsoft, I think, deserves credit because I think they had theirs was first. Yeah. And I think they, they yeah, it is it has gotten a lot of it's praise the from Sony Access Controller. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 awesome that that exists. Yeah, yeah, and both, uh, you know that this is making gaming more. The adaptive and controller and the access controller are both fantastic, uh, and I'm glad they're they're out there and and they fucking rule. Uh, it's a that's a very uh, a great point, Heather. And uh, I do want to mention one more thing, which I I don't know if we want to talk about here, but in terms of controls, should we talk mouse and keyboard? I think, I think, I think, think they should be. Is that a different thing? I think they should. No, because it's, here's the thing. It's a method of control and it comes with the system. If you're playing, a, if you're a PC gamer, yeah, that's what comes standard. For certain types of games, it is the best way to control them. And, the, uh, you know, like, like uh, it's, it's uh, things like, like turn-based strategy, real-time strategy. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, certainly I'd somewhat argue FPS. I just, it's, it's, if you want to play competitively, certainly that's what people use. MOBAs, uh, I, I, there, there's all sorts of games where that is the primary input method. And I, I think, hey, I like using a mouse and keyboard. I played Disco games. Elysium exclusively with yeah, a mouse there and you keyboard. Go. And that was point and click games. One of the great gaming experiences of my life. Yeah. I loved that. I'm not a fan of the mouse and keyboard, but I do admit that. When I am absolutely smoked in Fortnite, it's clear that the other person is using a mouse and keyboard. (laughs) (laughs) I think... I think I could go A on this. I would put key, mouse and keyboard all the way up in S tier. Wow. But that's just, that's just B. I'm, you know, we're trying to come to a consensus Well, here... here, Argument for it being S tier, Mm. mouse was brought out in like what 1984 and nobody it's still the mouse they yeah, nailed true. it like they yeah. they nailed it at the jump <laughs> they did a really good job yeah i don't like it's like what if you could just move your hand around like yeah great then i i think how that, do you click on something now you click on it i got a i got a i got a big hot take i don't think the mouse is going to be superseded until apple vision pro Wow, that's and I interesting. think that the moment the mo like the moment you can just literally point, then yeah. that's a new input method. Mm. They well, they've done different types of uh, mouse mice. Uh, can be, they've done mice? different? They've they've iterated on the mouse in different ways. Like I've seen those ones that are like the ball. Or something, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They got a ball balls. on the outside. There, or yeah, you mean you mean like a a mouse that has a, a built-in trackball? That or like it's like I've seen them where it's like it's a ball and you can move the ball. Yeah, that's a trackball. Yeah. yeah, that that those have existed since. I mean, those have existed since early car, arcade game arcade days. Yeah, but yeah. That that was definitely an alternate PC input method that's been around for a while. Hey, do you guys want a little more Viking history right now? Yeah, please. They okay. had mouse and ke- keyboard. Well, so the reason that some words in the English language are mouse and mice. Mm-hmm. And some words are door and doors. Is that the English originals were uh, were all uh, irregular? It was like mm. tooth and teeth, mouse and 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 mice, uh, goat and I believe gat. Like it was so many fucking weird sh- like Doran, yeah, right instead of doors. Got and the Vikings came stupid. in and they conquered people and were like, this shit needs to end. Yes, exactly. And under threat of yeah. force said, start putting S's at the end of the fucking regular <laughs> words so that we can learn English. They brought a naked berserker in and got it done. <laughs> so when you see an S, 
on the end of uh, of, a, of a word like doors, it's because the Vikings shouted until somebody said, okay, it's doors, it's doors, yeah. it's doors. I kind of like that. Yeah. I'm in favor of it. I like it too. Yeah. yeah. Plural, a dumb thing you have to learn. Why do we need plural? Get yeah. out of here. I, I, a lot of words got to go. Yeah. Agree. We, we got to fix them. One shoe, two shoe. What does the S do to two shoes? I think. No, I get it with two shoe. I think that the way you interact with anything, we should. So here's another thing that Vikings, as their alphabet got older, it got smaller. So they were like, we don't yeah. need all these fucking letters. Get rid Love of them. that. That's good. I think we should reduce all input and interaction to the concept attack. Hmm. Well, yeah, you would think this. <laughs> uh, do you remember when there were there were a bunch of Nintendo prototype controllers images that were uh, that were either leaked or or released? But one of them, this was in the Nintendo StarCube day uh, days. One with one of them was just a star shaped controller with a single button on yep. it. Yep. And they were like, "We're gonna." They tried for a time to figure out, can we design a controller where there's just one button that you press? Um, and it's just kind of it's. It's kind of interesting to it. Obviously, it didn't work, but to to try to attempt to to reduce things that much at a at a point where now we've got so many different fucking you know doodads on one of these controllers. You got twenty different like button bindings that you've got you've got to learn to play yeah. any of these games. And uh, I I don't know. There is an argument for simplifying things a little bit. A lot of great games work with just two buttons hmm. and an input, or uh, you know. Uh, a D-pad. Yeah, all you really need is move, analog, and yeah. fire. Yeah. Gun. That's it. And and switch gun. If you're Vampire Survivors, you just need one That's move true. Stick. There you go. There you go. Wow. There you go. The ultimate game. All, uh, right, all right, so I think we're done here. Yeah, we're, we're, this is good. We don't need to recap this. This is too much stuff. I'm not going to read through the 25 controllers we just classified. I think but, I think we can. Here it goes. Ready? Jesus Christ. Uh, as, are you, do you have anywhere to go? What are you doing? I got nothing going on. <laughs> S tier is Super NES, Saturn, Wii, Xbox, the most recent. Yeah. Xbox wireless controller is the official Xbox, name. Xbox wireless controller and then DualSense 5 for the PS5. In A tier, it's the NES, the Dreamcast, the PlayStation 2, the Xbox 360, the PlayStation 4, the Wii U Pro Controller, and the Switch Pro Controller. B tier controllers include N64, GameCube, and the PS3. C tier controllers are Genesis and Switch. And in D tier <laughs> controllers are the PlayStation 1, the original Xbox, and the Wii U. Did we rank the Master System above the. Do we put that in C tier or do we no, put that in D tier? That was D tier as well. Yeah. So it there, fucking sucks. There were a few here that we didn't have graphics for that, that may have been lost in the recap. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. What a what a spirited tier list. That was, was a, a lot of fun. Exercise. Yeah, that was a good that was a good debate. Fun to do. I, uh, maybe not fun to listen to, but <laughs> what are you gonna do? Look <laughs> up some president tier lists. It's like that. Yeah. <laughs> do you you want You think this is not fun to listen to? I don't know how it is. Do you to listen not to. like listening to People, me while you're talking? to I me? I love listening. To, I love listening to both of you. You wow. both are you're two good friends who have great insights. Friends and make me laugh. I like that. That's yeah. I like the sound of that. I've heard people say they like it because they get mad. <laughs> Damn it, Sleepy Joe, you would like the Xbox controller. It has the the release, the So if you if you don't know what the boys are doing a long time ago. Go on YouTube. A long time ago they brought up that that there are AI generated 
tearless uh, announced or, 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 or the, di- the dialogue is AI versions of Trump and Biden and Obama. And they're very funny because the presidents would never talk at length about the pros and cons of Baldur's Gate. Yes. Yeah. But uh, but there they are talking about it. And, and it's a good listen. Yeah. Those are a lot of fun. Uh, all right. And also they all have, they all talk like me. They don't have any inflection to their voice because <laughs> yeah. they're AI generated. They're all just roasting each other. Yeah, all, yeah. It's it's funny. Those are great. You they're wish really that well that's how they interact. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's, uh, hey, I got a segment for us. Segment this, time. This is our video game sales chart segment. I got a little pixel chart. And I thought, because I knew we'd be talking about the Wii and what an outlier it was as a controller, that we would talk about the system that had the most gimmicky controller of all time. And the challenge here is, can you name the top five best-selling Nintendo Wii games worldwide? Wow. And note that this does this list does include pack-ins. So the, the first one should be pretty easy to knock off. Wii Sports. Yeah, you're correct. Wii Sports the number one uh, by a huge margin, sold as many as Wii uh, consoles were sold, 82 million. Heather made a good point when uh, when talking about the Wii earlier that like people came over to play it. Yeah. I remember being able to place the Wii controller in my grandparents' hands and they are like, I got it. Like, yeah, I, 100%. I, I just no. know how this works. And it is kind of amazing that that didn't like get emulated or that didn't, there wasn't like a takeaway from that generation that was like, hey, you know what? Everything, every system has to have a little bit of Wii. They were just sort of like, no, that was its own thing. Which is also wild because the Joy-Cons in theory do. Right. They did, like they have Wii functionality, but nobody wants to fucking play that way anymore. Yeah. Uh, right. Wii Sports number one. Wii Sports. Hmm. I would be shocked. I mean, I guess I don't know how well these games sell in general. I know that more recently they're they're big sellers. Would The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess be a top seller for there the There are Wii? no Zeldas in the top 10. Wow. Uh, I will say that number two here is a, actually two in the top five are are ongoing uh, Nintendo franchises. Nintendo franchise? Yeah. Oh, I was going to say Call of Duty. No, there's no Call of Duty oh, in here. Oh shit! Actually, is there? There's one third-party game in here, and you would never ever guess it. The number ten one is a third-party game. But these are top five. Uh, yeah, we're trying to guess the top five, but I've got the top ten I'm here. Is Nintendo New Super f- Mario Brothers on there? It absolutely is. That is number four. New Super wow. Mario Brothers Wii. That's a great one. Yeah, that was a good one. Man, um, man, I don't know how well it's sold, but Super Mario Galaxy. Galaxy is in the top 10. It's number nine, but mm. not in the top five. But that's a good guess. Mm. Uh, here's a, I'll, I'll give you a hint. This is a, this is consistently one of the biggest selling Mario franchises. Uh, it took advantage of the Wii's Mario Party. Not Mario Party. Mario Tennis. Mario Kart. There you go. Oh, wow. Mario Kart Wii. Right, number two you, selling. 37 the, million. Uh, oh, the steering the, wheel. Oh, steering yes. wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That is pretty good. Uh, number three is a sequel, uh, and it is a Wii exclusive, um, and it's another one that takes full advantage of the gimmickry. What was that like? That like samurai game where you also had a gun? Oh, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, that's uh, that was like a launch title. It's not on. Yeah, here. I remember wanting that, and then people were like, "It's not. It's yeah, not that good." No, yeah. Hmm. A sequel. A, a Wii exclusive and a sequel. Yes. 
You may have Wii Sports Two. It's Wii Sports Resort. I'll give it yeah. to you. Yeah. Wow, this yeah. was this was a you know I, I think people have forgotten about this, but this is also a huge huge seller. Thirty three million. Uh, new Super Mario Brothers Wii at thirty million, and then number five is our third party game. Not a third party game. Oh. No, no. There's a third party game in the top ten, number ten oh. out of ten, but in the top five, which we're trying to guess here. Uh, this is one I'd forgotten about, and then I was like, oh yeah, that one. Um, this is another kind of gimmicky sort of party game. That uh, was a Wii exclusive. Is it the um that that WarioWare uh, jackoff game? No, it's nothing that cool. It's not, <laughs> not WarioWare cranked off. <laughs> Jackoff! I'm gonna come. <laughs> this was a this was a launch game uh in much of the world, though it's not a launch game in the US. Whoa. And this was a first-party Nintendo game um, and a party game. And uh, I think this is one you'll hear the title and you'll remember it. But do you want to take a guess at it? Hmm. Oh, man. Could it, it be Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games? No, it was not. Does not have a, does not have a big mascot. Oh. A big party game, no mascot. Remember how a lot of Wii games were named was the word Wii and then another word. In we the, love Katamari. No. We shits. It's not we shits. Do you want me to give it to you? Yeah. I don't think we'll ever get it. We play. You play? I don't, we play. I don't remember what we play was. W-I-I play. It had games like, it had like a shooting range game, yeah. had a table tennis game, had laser hockey. It was basically like a shittier version of Wii Sports. Uh, but it was just like back in the day, they were just experimenting with what you would do with it. And it sold a lot because it did kind of what Wii Sports did and people just wanted a second game. Uh, rest of the top 10 uh, is uh, Wii Fit at number six. Love Wii, oh, Wii Fit. Yeah, Wii Love Fit. Wii Fit. Love I, Wii I was surprised uh, Wii Fit wasn't guessed. Uh, we fit uh, plus right afterwards. Uh, Super Smash Brothers Brawl, Mario Galaxy, which you mentioned, and number ten. I would never have guessed this. Just Dance Three sold oh. ten million units. Oh yeah, but uh, I feel like when you go to a GameStop, if they have a Wii clearance section, it is a basket of Just Dance Three. <laughs> <laughs> My mom was very into uh, this, like Zumba game for the Wii. She loved it, and she would just do Zumba all the time. I fucking loved Wii Fit. I did Wii Fit every single day, like relent. Like it was the first time I had gamified fitness. It was before I found boxing and my love of like actual sport. But like, I fucking loved Wii Fit. It's kind of, I mean, Ring Fit Adventure, which we we did on the podcast, uh, is was an interesting one. I know it. I I know someone who's like who got lost a lot of weight using that, but there haven't been a lot of those like just kind of fun gamified fitness. I mean, I guess that's that's maybe migrated to apps, right? People yeah. like, like yeah. working out in an app and getting you know working on out on Peloton or whatever and getting a up on the leaderboard. That's that's effectively out. But I there was something fun about the the uh, gimmicky controller uh, that you just played on your console. I also liked the the sort of softness of Nintendo's um, like passive aggressive. Like if you put on a pound in Wii Fit, it would be like you you'd see your me get a little bit heavier and then it would be like, uh Oh, you'd better watch out. Yeah. Can't keep going in this direction. And I'd be like, fuck. <laughs> I also, I think I lost seven straight pounds on we fit. 
Because every day I would turn on my TV, step on that thing, and I'd be like, I gotta, I gotta keep <laughs> fucking working. Was we what introduced the the warnings to be like, hey, it might be time to take out to go outside and take a break. I think I so can't because which Nintendo console that was. I know I had that on the um on the 3ds, and that was yeah. obviously after. Yeah, yeah. Um, very rude. Yeah, we fit plus had a uh, uh, shut the fuck up <laughs> a wireless pedometer that you would snap onto your belt so mm. that you could track all of your fitness over the course of the day. And I'd be like, well, instead of driving to the coffee shop, I'm going to fucking walk there just so I could get more points. Fucking love it. Yeah. not I do not get that sense of gratification from Apple Fitness. Is This is making me realize that, that Switch is like the first Nintendo system where games haven't been named after the system. Right? Because everything was Super for Super Nintendo. Everything was 64, Nintendo 64. There's 1-2 Switch. Uh, one two switch and one two switch two, yeah. But it's not like it. It's not like for everybody know, one two switch. I think it's there's called. Castlevania Switch in the same way there's Castlevania sixty four and Super Castlevania. Yeah. you know, yeah. or that DS thing would be like uh, Ninja Gaiden uh, Dragon Sword. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, they they turn it into an acronym, and then obviously all the Wii ones and all the U's. You know, yeah. The I guess the GameCube didn't really have that, so maybe it just destroyed my own. Thesis. Mario Cubed would have been great. A Cubert Mario. Hubert Mario? It's like Cubert, but it's Mario. Gad's getting horny. <laughs> hey, that's this week's Get Played. Our engineering is by Alex Gonzalez. Dead Air Alex G on Twitter and Instagram. Also check out our paywalled show, Get Animated. Heather, actually, what are we watching this week? We're watching Cyberpunk Oh, we're Edge watching Runners. Edge Runners now. I love it. As we begin the autumn of Cyberpunk, we are watching Cyberpunk Edge Runners while playing Cyberpunk 2077 2.0 while setting ourselves up for we play you play cyberpunk phantom liberty it's all cyberpunk all the time if you don't like cyberpunk the truth is the anime is fucking great yeah you don't you have to don't, like the game you to do like not the anime. have to like the game to, to like the anime because it's an excellent fucking anime stands on its own uh we are watching that over on patreon.com slash get played on get animated wow and if you out there are a defender of the Duke. Listening to this episode, I think you got played. Oh, shit. Sorry. Man, he he went after his own fan. <laughs> <laughs>